gotten around to it yet? Well, this could be the year for you. Marie has a great lineup of classes and a great new location. Join Marie every third Wednesday of the month at the Marriott Redmond Town Center from 7 to 9 p.m. Topics vary each month and range from embracing your intuition to learning how to surrender and let go so that you can manifest your desires. If you want to delve even deeper, Marie offers an all-day Saturday class entitled Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. This workshop will get to the core of an individual's belief system in order to provoke positive, lasting changes in their lives. This is definitely the class for you if you feel as if your external life does not match your internal desires. Visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com for a complete list of classes. That's energyintuitive.com. The Marie Manucherry Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. afternoon. It's a beautiful day in Washington. We're in Bellevue, just outside of Seattle, and it is gorgeous. The sky is clear. Um, luckily, from this studio, we can actually see a beautiful territorial view of, well, freeways, but also beautiful trees and mountains, the Cascades, and there's not a cloud in the sky. I, it's probably got to be in the 50s or close to it. Do you know what the temperature is, Eric? Uh, I can check on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to, but I thought you might know. Uh, I'll find out here momentarily. Okay. When I was driving in, it was about 45 degrees, oh, so see? it might be warming up just yeah, a little bit. It's gorgeous. I still have my hat, my coat, and my boots on, though. I noticed you had the snow boots on <laughs> yeah. just in case. Safety first. Right. Very good. Very smart. Well, actually, but it's a do fashion you know something statement. We don't? Well, no, it's just a fashion okay. statement. You know, I have the cutest snow boots that I got this year. You know, I had to really invest in some snow boots because we had a lot of snow this year where we don't normally get that much snow in Washington. So I got these very cute kind of fluffy snow boots, and I'm just going to wear them, you know, for as much as I can probably the next three weeks. But there was still snow on my back deck, you know. So that that warranted the cute fluffy boots, yeah. But Eric's more worried that we're going to have this huge downpour of That's snow. Right. I, I keep saying, no, no, there'll be no more snow. Come on, forget <laughs> about it. It's almost spring. It's March. It's Western Washington. Not going to happen. And then, I know, blizzard I, and snow. It's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, no, It's All not right. an intuitive reading. So okay, it's not good. a psychic, you know, uh, premonition that we're going to be blanketed with inches and inches of snow. You see, I got to say, normally, I really don't mind the winter at right. all. And I, I don't mind the rain or any of the, the stuff that people complained about. But this year, we, we've gone a little overboard with the snow. Yes. And I'm just like, okay, I'm ready for spring. Now. Yes, gonna... this year we did. I agree. Yeah, it's enough for Seattleites. And we've got our beautiful flowers popping through the earth. So we want I them know. to bloom. Right. The, yeah. the trees are already like, I'm ready for spring, too. We don't want those dying off. <laughs> yeah. It's gorgeous. 
So today on the show, we're talking about the seventh chakra and individualization. So as you may remember, if you've been listening to the show or if you've read um, information off of my website, we're talking about the seven primary chakras. We did kind of an introductory through the beginning of the year with interruptions with guests that we've had on the show. Uh, On April 9th, we'll actually have Dennis Flaherty. He's a Vedic astrologer. We're going to be talking about economics and politics and what's around the corner for all of us. And of course, he'll do readings live on the air. But the seventh chakra, which is the last of a series of seven chakras, lies on top of the head. So the chakras look like cones to me. Um, This particular one is right in the center of the crown of your head. The point moves in, you know, maybe about an inch, inch and a half um, on average inside uh, people's heads. All chakras spin, so they look like cones, and there's this beautiful white cone is spinning on top of your head. It is about your connection to source, spirit, Buddha, God, trees, whatever you happen to believe is your representation of creation if you have a belief system like that. My Christmas cactus is blooming right now in my living room, and it definitely looks like creation to me. It's so beautiful. Um, so it's, it's about connection to spirit, feeling connected, utilizing that connection, allowing really beautiful, unconditional love into your body. That's what the seventh chakra is all about, receiving unconditional love. And it vibrates to the seventh layer of the field. So in the aura, there are seven layers of energy that surround your physical body. And the seventh layer, the one furthest from your physical body, is, is where individualization rings true. And it connects to the seventh chakra So the premise is, the more you become your unique individual person, the more you individualize, the closer you are in your connection to spirit, the more you become like spirit or creation, source, uh, universal um, infinity processes. So that's exactly what that means, and that's what we're talking about today. Anatomically, the seventh chakra governs all of your skin. So you have problems with rashes or... Um, health issues with your skin in any way, there's going to be a seventh chakra connection to it. And it governs your central nervous system. Most of the nervous system processes that are happening outside of the head. So the neurons and motor functions that you're having from the neck on down are related to the seventh chakra. And um, we're going to, of course, take callers today, Eric. Well, good. (laughs) That's what the show's all about. (laughs) So what phone numbers do you have? Well, you Folks can call in locally at uh, 425-373-5527. If you're in the Seattle or Bellevue areas, uh, give us a call on that number. If you're outside of that area, we are happy to pick up the tab at 877-825-8828, That is a toll-free line. Uh, so give us a call wherever you are. Wonderful. And why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Sounds great to me. Let's go to Tammy who is uh, calling us uh, from just across the water. We're in Bellevue. She's in Seattle. Great. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. What can I do for you today? Well, I have struggled with anxiety and depression most of my life. And I noticed when I turned uh, 37 Mm -hmm. that it was getting worse. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm 50... I, I still feel like it's it's getting worse and not better, and I was just wanting your input. I am on some medication, right. and my, my question is, does that feel right to you? Well, you know, um, I personally, I think that most of the Americans are over-medicated, particularly on, 
on antidepressants. And from interviewing as many people as I have about their antidepressant drugs, the overall consensus is from the individuals that I have run, you know, connected with, is that they don't really work for them. They may work for a period of time, or they may help with a very small percentage of their depression, but they overall don't feel that mood elevation or that uplifting. So those are just the experiences I've had with the clientele um, that you know I've come across with the people who come to see me. When I look yes. at, is that true for you as well? I would think so, mm-hmm. yes. And how long have you been on the antidepressants? It's been about four years, mm-hmm. I think. Right. And did you originally notice a shift where the depression decreased when you initially started to take the medication? I did feel better initially. Mm-hmm. I wasn't so much sure if it was like psychological right. or, or if it was actually helping me. Right, right. Well, I mean, the fact that it was originally feeling better, that's a good thing, whether it's psychological or the, it was the medication that was actually doing the job. The fact that you're not feeling that way any longer or haven't for a while, you know, is an, an indication that maybe medis- that medication or being medicated isn't the only answer or the best answer for you. Right. Right. So I'm I'm scanning your energy system right now, but what I want to point out, because I've already looked at, you're very bright. You've got a bright mind. You think of a lot of things. I know you like to be creative. You, you know, you prob- yeah. probably don't give yourself all the time you need to be creative, but you like in doing all of those things. Um, the, the interesting thing is that you tend to focus on the negative, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and focus is a lot about how a person's going to feel because energy moves in the body based on what you're feeling. And so if we tend to focus on negative things, then the subatomic particles that move into our body based on our focus are going to be a reflection of our focus. And Mm. so it's really important to shift your perception. And that's what mood elevators are supposed to do, or somehow medication is supposed to block the central nervous system. So we shift our mood and change our focus rather being so attracted to the negativity that could be present in our life when someone has a a serious loss or a major event in their life where I think, you know, um, for most people that would be the temporary time to take antidepressants. Some people truly have biochemical problems that need to be medicated. Energetically, you don't look that way to me, but I would certainly, you know, have a conversation with your physician about it before you make any decisions about medicating or not medicating. But what I look at is this continual focus on the negative, and it kind of comes from your mom's side of the family, yeah. Right. Where, where that perception of, but this is bad, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Ver- versus, wow, what's good. And, and mm-hmm. so the first homework assignment that I would recommend that you do is to s- start taking inventory of what's good around you. Okay. All right. So because you're good at the negative and, and that's not a bad thing to have. That's a, it's important to see the world as clearly as, as possible. And a lot of times if we can look at things that could potentially not be in our best interests, and then look for something that potentially could, that's a positive. But y- your reflection just keeps going back to the negative versus then finding the positive. Does that make sense, what I'm talking yes. about? Yes, uh, it does. So maybe you can start a journal, even a small one that you can just keep with you, because this is a very old habit. You've had it for a very long time, and it was, you know, I see it passed down through your mother's family, just a lot of complaining and worrying on that side of the family. It's very, mm-hmm. very cute, by the way. It's adorable. You know, they're <laughs> really, I look at all these women, because it's primarily women, and I see how much they complain, and they're just adorable, and they're complaining. Um, and see, notice how I'm seeing something beautiful about their complaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. And so keep a, a little journal and, you know, hopefully several times a day you'll be able to recognize that you're focusing on the negative and you can sit down perhaps or take a few moments and ask, well, what's positive about this situation? What's okay. beautiful about it? You know, even though Eric and I have been complaining about the snow, I am happy I get to wear my fashion boots, you know. Uh I'm very happy about that. So that's a positive, right? (laughs) Right. So in in every moment there's something positive, and that will bring more positive energy to you because as you shift your focus from the negative to the positive, you're going to connect with trillions of subatomic particles that vibrate and that energy. And then those particles will move into your body. They'll move into your cells, and it will be much easier to reflect back again to the positive. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I hope that helps. I I feel that it will. I feel really good about that, and I'm I'm willing to do the work. Oh, wonderful. Will you please keep us posted? I will. I will. I, I enjoy your show very much. Oh, thank you so much, Tammy, for calling in. Thank you. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye bye. You know, and uh, I, I just got to say, <laughs> sometimes it's just fun to complain about stuff, <laughs> you know, whether it's the weather or whatnot. Right. And so, you know, all that should be just taken with a grain of salt, I think. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, no. But but some people get in this habit, you know, it's. Oh, absolutely. You know, and all of us can. I know that when I'm in kind of a, a feisty mood, you know, everything can look pretty negative, mm-hmm. right? And then how do you get out of that and reshift your focus so that those you know, billions of subatomic particles can then start to change your mood, right? right. And, and after a while, we can become experts at shifting our moods. We can, you know, it's really about awareness. And then, wow, how can I redirect my awareness? And it's just practice. It's like a muscle. You know, it's just like practice. Great. Well, I tell you one thing we never right. complain about. That's our callers. We love no, having we callers. Love callers. And so I want to give out the phone number one more time here so folks can call in today uh, because we are live here on a Thursday oh afternoon yes. at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. Or in the uh, Seattle or Bellevue area, we'd love to hear from you at 425-373-5527. We're going to go all the way across the world to the beautiful country of Scotland now and talk to Teresa. Wonderful. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm really happy to be speaking to you. Yeah. Are you going to hop a plane one of these days so I can actually meet you in person? (laughs) I'm coming in September. Wonderful. That's exciting. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. And how is Scotland? It's lovely, oh. nice and cold and windy and rainy. And <laughs> <laughs> if you want to complain about weather, this is the place That's to be. That's the place? Okay, so Eric and I will hop a plane. What, what town, just out of curiosity? I'm in Falkirk. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's about um, 30 minutes from Edinburgh and probably about 40 minutes from Glasgow, right in the center of the two. Wow. Beautiful. Wow, sounds yeah. gorgeous. So what can I do for you today, Teresa? Well, I have a really exciting topic to discuss okay. with you. Okay. <laughs> It's actually very mundane. I have a tooth uh-huh. that has given me problems many, many years over. Right. And I've had it root canal twice, and it's been it's just recently abscessed again. Wow. And I looked in Louise Hay's book about um, um, healing your body. Right. And, uh, and you can look up root canal, and it talks about firm foundations or, you know, oh. needing affirmations about firm foundations. Mm. And I was just wondering if you could... Um, Tell me what you think. Sure, absolutely. Um, so in her book, it said about foundations, because that's what the root canal means, because they basically, yeah. you know, go in the root and kind of destroy it a little bit when they do a root canal, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. and innervate the nerve and all of those good 
the good things. Well, overall, the teeth, mouth teeth and gums, the cervical vertebrae, anything in the neck, in the upper GI system, it's about speaking your truth, saying exactly how you feel. Yeah. So how is that going in your life? It's improving. Good, good. <laughs> and, and so when you read about Louise's Hayes um, translation, what did you feel about your foundation? Was there something that came up in your awareness regarding it? Oh, well, you know, recently um, my husband and I have, and this is something I've talked to you about before, is, you know, where are we going to be in a few years? We're going right. to, begin to return to Seattle, um, where I'm from, or stay in Scotland, where he's from. Right. Or, um, you know, and, and, you know, just typical marriage issues with having, you know, the odd fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that's really, mm-hmm. I mean, that to me, that's, you know, a, a need for a firm foundation. You right. Know? I agree. And abscesses are about feeling frustrated. So, uh-huh. you know, the conversation, it sounds like, you know, didn't have a good ending, perhaps, or didn't have the ending. Both of you are wanting an ending to this conversation. Yeah. And the conversation never really ends. It's just eventually no. you have to put it off, right? And then yeah. you have to talk about it again because some decisions need to be made, right? Yeah. 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 So when you come to Seattle in September, how long are you going to stay here? Uh, uh, just a week, I think. Okay. Just a week, yeah. And when was the last uh- time you were here? Oh, it's been about five. Oh, no, wait, no. It's been probably about four and a half years, I think. Okay. And so, yeah. and is he going to come with you? No. Okay. I'm getting some freedom. <laughs> <laughs> no kids, no husband, oh. just me and my sister. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So yeah. when you're here, this next visit, if you could really think about what it would be like to be in Seattle living here, because clearly there's there's a disagreement. You know, you're yeah. wanting to come back home. He's wanting to stay in his home. So that's really the main thing that's going on, right? Well, I think I think he would be happy to, to return because he lived in the States for a while. Mm-hmm. But I think he really, 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 he's a Virgo. He really, really worries about, uh, you know, financial income, if he can make it work for us to have the same level of lifestyle that we have here. Mm-hmm. So if he knew for an absolute fact that right. that would be the case, then he would be happy to return. But I think it's the unknowing that's really nerve-wracking for him. Right. And did you explain to him that the, there's no way we're going to know for sure? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, how can you how can you guarantee anything, you know? Right. So, so um, yeah, so that's we just mull it over and we mull it over, you know, and the five-year plan kind of, you know, gets modified to maybe another three years or right. another two years. and Right, right, like yeah. eight years and ten years. So my impression yeah. is, and of course it's probably based on what you just said, is that he doesn't want to leave. And it could be because of comfort and he feels secure in his job. And you yeah. know, all those are important things to have. But mm-hmm. I, have a, I don't see him wanting to take up his roots and fly in an airplane and permanently move here. You know, that's mm-hmm. just how I'm feeling the situation. And uh-huh. so that would be a big, a, a fun part of the conversation because you start to sit down and have the conversation with you and then he brings up his list of all the reasons why he can't really move. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that he doesn't want to move. And he's okay. just not admitting it. Okay. And I think that so, would... Go ahead. Oh, so, like, even though he says, you know, he may be unhappy with his job here and he may want to move, do you think he's just really quite yes. comfortable? Right, because he's he's never really been really happy in any job anyway. No. You know? So, it, you know, this is not new for him. You know, yeah. all of the experiences he's having right now, these are not new. 
and and he's just finally com- comfortable in the in the money, as you said, in the comfort yeah. level, and and knowing that everything's going to stay the way it is, and he doesn't yeah. have to worry about finding a new job. So I don't see that he has any desire to leave. And any is a strong word. I mean, perhaps he has a ten percent desire, but it's <laughs> certainly not your desire, which is like eighty yeah. percent. You have an eighty percent desire to move back home, mm-hmm. and he has, let's say, an eighty percent or seventy five percent desire not to. And I mm-hmm. I think there needs to be a a, a more if he could, if that's indeed true, what he's feeling, then that needs to be where the conversation comes from. Because then then he may feel free enough to talk about, well, what would that look like if we moved? Have yeah. we even looked at jobs? Yeah. You know, can, can we go there for, can he go for a while and, and look for a job while you stay in Scotland, perhaps, and yeah. secure some lovely position and then, you know, then move the home? Yeah. So I think that's the, and that's probably why these conversations don't move in a yeah. significant way. Yeah, because it's all kind of just philosophical debating and nothing actually getting done. Right, because he's hoping that he's going to convince you of the reasons why you can't move. Mm-hmm. And and so that's why he can't say to you, you know what, Teresa, I don't want to move. I just mm-hmm. I just don't want to. And so your tooth is picking up all, all of that and it's just incredibly frustrated because in a way he's not you know, bearing his soul. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and what here's what I would do to work on for him. You know, what's going to be important for him is to learn that, of course, he deserves to be happy in a profession and he deserves to make all the money that he wants to. So mm-hmm. working on those type of feelings inside of his body and beginning to believe a completely different set of belief systems so that he can create wherever he lives in the world a job that feeds him in a creative way and in a financial way. And I think what's happening when you're having these conversations, what will be good for you is to remember that you are, I think you're getting real feelings about what's going on. Because you keep thinking that you just need to convince him that it's okay and that he's just worried. I think I agree. He is worried, but I think he's already made a decision. He's not moving. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't want to start all over again. And then if things don't work out, then he has to move back again. He just he doesn't yeah. want to move. Yeah. And I think that if the next time you have a conversation, if you say that, you know, I don't think you want to move, then you will have a totally different outcome of the conversation. You may not like it any better, but yeah. it will be a lot more honest. Yeah. And I can, no, that's a br- that's brilliant because I think that that's an approach that I've never thought of trying. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, know and, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're right. Go ahead. I was just thinking that, yeah, that might kind of bring on a whole um, kind of different outlook from him, you know, and I think that would be a way for, you know, hopefully to move forward a wee bit. Yeah, right. And and then you'll know for sure what what's going on instead of just thinking you have to change your language about mm-hmm. how to have this conversation with them. And your tooth actually feels already better to me. Oh, so fantastic. hopefully fantastic. some of that abscesses draining in a good way, you know, in a proper place um, and all of those things. So I'm surrounding your tooth with beautiful white light and I'm deep in the roots and the gum. And and then, you know, that's a great thing for you to know when that tooth acts up, which hopefully this is the last time, Mm -hmm. but but when it acts up, it's to let you know that there's something very frustrating on a deep core level that's bothering you and you need to get down to the bottom of it. Thank okay. you very much. You're welcome. I can, I, can I ask you one yes, more quick question sure. while I have you? Thank you. Sure. <laughs> I'm so pleased that you're on at noon now because I can call you without having to stay up past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just going to ask you, if you thought that I had one, um, like, prioritize one number one homework assignment that mm-hmm. I could maybe work on? Mm-hmm. Um, think about what you really want in life and okay. and be okay to be connected to that. 
So I would make a list of all the things that you really want in life and be comfortable with embracing them, whatever they are. Um, Because, you know, you're waiting for your husband to get on the same page as you. And Uh and I'm not sure how that's all going to work out. I I think the next conversation is going to be really enlightening for all of you. For him okay. as well. Um, okay. But you keep holding back your desires because you're looking for, okay, when we move back, then everything, then I can do everything. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to start honing in on those desires now and practicing in them and putting a lot of energy in them rather than waiting for certain circumstances to unfold before you put okay. the energy into it. Okay, dokie. Okay. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll see you in September. Okay, see you soon. All righty. Bye-bye. 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 All right, now we're going to go back to Seattle and talk to Robin. Hi, Robin. Well, hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing really well, thank you. Good. What can I do for you today? I have a family business, mm-hmm. and like everybody else, we're feeling the pinch of what's going on in the economy. Mm-hmm. But we have some really exciting things happening in our business. We're relocating one of our two stores. Yay! So, I would like, and I'm I'm optimistic, but I guess Good. I'd like just a little health analysis of the business. <laughs> and yeah. coupled with that, my partner is um, 80 years old. Oh, nice. And doesn't seem to want to show any signs of retiring, but doesn't really <laughs> want to talk about it. So uh-huh. he tends to hold his cards a little close to his chest. <laughs> so any insight that you might have... Yeah would be much appreciated. He, he, your partner is um, planning retirement. So even though your partner hasn't said a word, your partner is strategically planning it and wants to surprise you. You're kidding me. No. Well, you're, you know, you'll have to let me know. You know, that's one of the great things about intuitions. You get to see how accurate you are and, and all of those good things because you make predictions or you see energy. And then, yeah, he is, this person is completely planning it. And, and, uh, any sense of timing? Um, probably uh, in the fall, maybe late summer, early fall, so sometime this year. And, and maybe when you have the conversation, that, that maybe that's when it will be late summer or the first part of fall versus the actual retirement, which oh, shouldn't sure. be you know, that much further down the road. But no, this person is absolutely planning it. It's when you said something about the cards, you know, that he holds his cards close to his chest. Yeah. I saw him playing a game of poker and he was looking down at his cards and all the cards said retirement, retirement, retirement. And then he's playing this game trying to manipulate the best things that he can get from the retirement. Okay. So are you okay with that? Uh, oh, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Uh, my husband and I work together and for the last year, and since he's come on board, it's made it a lot easier, I think, um, in terms of maybe uh, getting the business in a place where our partner feels a little more comfortable. Sure. But sure. Um, but with the, the current stuff going on, do you see anything with our Bellevue, our new Bellevue home. Yeah, well, here's one of the great things about some economy changes. People can maybe lease buildings or purchase new locations at a reduced rate than maybe a year ago. So that can be a positive thing for a business that's wanting to grow or a family that's really ready to change the dynamic of their home. So that's just absolutely fantastic. Your business has a lot of positive white light around it. You are a very optimistic person, and you do your very best not to think negatively about anything, but particularly the business. I guess the business is maybe a little bit of a baby of yours of some sort. Is that true? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so you nurture it and treat it like a child that needs positive, uplifting, you know, um, uh, validating. Well, I don't want to be a Pollyanna. You know, if the sky is falling, then it's probably good to have a little reality check, too. Well, I don't believe the sky is falling. Um, I believe it's really based on perception in terms of how, you, you know, how you want to be perceived in the world. And you pref- prefer to be perceived as successful and that things are going to work out. Do you see what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, oh. and, and your business really hasn't taken very much, very many hits from what I can see. Is that true? Um, well, you know, I, 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 we're, yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. And, and so the hits that you've experienced, are they mild or? Well, I mean, I, I think a 25% decrease in sales is rather dramatic myself. Yeah. 25% decrease in sales is traumatic or dramatic, you could say. Yeah. And so what have you done to increase the sales? Well, we're working, I mean, relocating the store is, sure. is going to be a big part of that, I think. Good, um, good. Just getting it into a, a more visible spot. And, and one um, of the great things about your company, in my opinion, is that uh, you've you've not overspent in your company. And so a 25% reduction, which is a big reduction, isn't like, like how other companies are feeling it, which can feel like a 75% reduction to them. Right. Because not right. only did they need to maintain the sales that they had, they actually needed to increase them. You know, right. You know, and your company can actually handle the 25% reduction. Here's a new phrase that I think is going to be really important for you to utilize. And I want to ask you to not watch the news anymore about the economy. Okay. So, so don't watch anymore. Don't listen to it. Don't let it be a part of your world. And your new phrase is, my business is recession proof. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. Got it. That's your yes. new phrase. And you guys have planned very well. You're smart business people. You haven't overspent. You don't have more products than what you need. I mean, maybe a little bit. Maybe there's a, you know, there might be a sale you could have with some of the products and maybe catch up on a little bit of that 25%. But overall, you've done a really good job so that your company can stand the test of time when something's a little challenging. And I get a very positive energy about the move. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And you're going to have to keep me posted about your partner if this person retires. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you? I said you'll have to keep me posted if your partner oh. retires or not, either way. Oh, I'm sure I'll be telling everybody. <laughs> well, let me know if it happens. I would love to know. I will. Thank okay? you very much. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to take a little break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, and we will be right back. Looking for a weekend getaway in a beautiful setting and the opportunity to further empower yourself? Well, then join Marie in Sun Valley, Idaho for the 12th annual Sun Valley Wellness Festival, May 22nd through the 25th. Marie will be a presenter at this year's festival and will be teaching the class The Energy Medicine Experience on May 24th, as well as a three-hour workshop, Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life, on May 25th. This is a great festival full of incredible speakers and activities. For more information, visit www.sunvalleywellness.org. The Marie Manucheri Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. 
We're Janet and Ariane Balzo, hosts of Living Music Radio. On KKNW 1150 AM, Seattle's Alternative Talk. Tune in for high vibe music and talk. We have guests that are totally inspired doing great things. Don Miguel Ruiz, David Pamal in mid-ten, Krishnadas. That's Monday night at 7, Wednesday night at 7, and Saturday morning at 11. Living Music Radio. Looking for a great place to get the word out about your business? Then why not advertise on the Marie Menu Cherry Show? The Marie Menu Cherry Show reaches a diverse group of listeners from all around the world and was just recently voted one of the top five shows on KKNW. Aside from a professional website, how many outlets do you really have to promote your business and literally reach across the globe? The Marie Manu Cherry Show has a listening audience that ranges from the U.S., Scotland, South Africa, to Australia, and beyond. Become part of the show and let the world know what you have to offer. Go to www.energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671 to find out more about advertising on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Rates are reasonable, and the opportunity to grow your business is substantial. There's nothing else like it on the dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live at noon in Seattle, taking your calls from all over the world and enjoying a beautiful day. Still cold enough I can wear my cute fuzzy boots for a few more weeks, maybe. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You could wear them all year if you wanted That's to. That's true. Around here, I probably could. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about the seventh chakra today, and this is the beautiful cone that sits on top of your head. If you're having central nervous system problems like um, twitching or tendonitis, um, rashes in your body, um, or, or any of those things, because it also affects the skin, then it's going to be a seventh chakra issue. And the seventh chakra is about receiving unconditional love from the heavens, if you will, into your body. And the best exercise that I know today to to help alleviate and or bring strong energy in your body to alleviate any symptoms that you have related to the seventh chakra is to take the your fingertips and gently tap all along the top of your head and then take the palms of your hands and push around the crown the outside of your head and then imagine you're going to close your eyes for a few moments imagine beautiful warm light streaming in through the top of your head and then think of something you really love like Eric has cats I know how much he loves his cats you really do love them (laughs) Of course. Yeah, he loves his cats. They're his kids. And so I would, you know, instruct Eric to think of how much he loves his cats. And then when he gets that strong, fuzzy, purring feeling, (laughs) (laughs) then to transfer that love into his body for him while he's still visualizing that white light. Most of us don't know how to unconditionally love ourselves. We're usually pretty hard on ourselves. We have high expectations. We're not usually pleased with what we do. We blame ourselves for a lot of the things that happen in our life. And... So that's the opposite of receiving unconditional love. It's complete opposite. So when you can think of something, a child, a pet, a mountain, um, a land, you know, if your home is is South Africa and you now live in New York, you can think of a beautiful land that you love so much while you're visualizing this white light. And that will help stream energy into your central nervous system and to help your skin. So that's the exercise that I think works fabulous. Wonderful. Well, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Stephanie now. And uh, she's calling from Des Moines. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Um, I'm checking back in. <laughs> great, great. What can I do for you? Well, I'm I'm the gal that you gave the 30-day assignment to uh-huh. uh, think positively about uh, my my family and my, my Everything. own Everything. Yeah. And, <laughs> and how's it going? And I love Virgo and Marshmallow, just to let you know, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Big listener of um, KKNW. Ah, thanks for the shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Anyway, I am experiencing seasonal allergy symptoms mm-hmm. again this year. It started in the year 2000 with chronic sinus infections. Right. And I'm having a lot of muscle tension lately, and they've been acting up, and I'm wondering what I can do to um, nip this in the bud before the season really hits. Right. Well, sinuses are about frustration, and I think a lot of um, Western Washington people are having frustration these days. A lot of people are complaining about having sinus pressure and sinus headaches, sinus colds. Um, and so have you? can you look at your life and find the areas that are frustrating to you? Yeah, it's still um, family-oriented. Mm-hmm. I did have a nice blowout with them, and I spoke my truth. <laughs> and how was that? How did it feel? You know, I, I felt relieved because... Oh, I needed to be heard. Right. They're overstepping boundaries, and mm-hmm. their behavior is just affecting me too much. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, I want peace and harmony in my life. Perfect, perfect. So you would say the frustration is basically from the family, is how it feels. That's how it's feeling, right. yeah. And, and so you had your, your conversation, and you spoke your truth, and mm-hmm. now you're kind of disconnected for a while, you know, where the family's taking a breather, perhaps, and and you're taking a breather on your side of the boxing ring, so to speak. Is that, right. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. And so how's it feeling to have this break in the family? How are you feeling? As it's an, great. Yeah. Um, my daughter moved next door to me, and this is family property, and it's wonderful having her next door. But um, my mother hates cats, and I have cats, and my daughter has a cat. And this seems to be quite the issue with my mother. I wish she'd just stop it so that we could all just relax. Well, that still sounds a little frustrated to me. It is. Yeah. And I know she's coming back into town next Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. just, I just. <laughs> well, well, here's an exercise that hopefully will help take some pressure off of your sinuses. Mm-hmm. But if you can not think of your mother disliking the cats. And, and not think that your mother is going to complain about them or, you know, what she's traditionally done in the past. And f- either not, don't think about it at all, which is one option, or the op- other option is to see your mom warming up to the cats and grateful that they're on the, pr- on the property and that she can sense how much you and your daughter appreciate the, the animals you have in your life. So, again, what we focus on is how we bring energy into our life and to our life experience. And if, if you continue to focus on your mom not appreciating you and complaining about the cats or, you know, whatever the disagreements have been in the past, then you will get more of that because mm-hmm. you're attracting those subatomic particles to recreate a similar situation. Mm-hmm. And so avoiding the topic altogether, if you can't think positively about it, is a great option. You know, but that means you have to refocus your energy on something positive that's unrelated to the cats or your mother or your daughter or the property. Um, you know, I did that uh, a while back, mm-hmm. and I was having a wonderful day and came home to um, one of my cats actually missing mm-hmm. <laughs> because she had come in and tried to take mm-hmm. a couple. And <laughs> so it kind of baffled me that I was in such a high, happy energy field, mm-hmm. and chaos hit me. Well, sometimes it takes it takes quite a bit of practice to maintain that high energy, and the years of not having the positive energy can still be reflective in, in our life if we were just beginning to hold that positive energy. So it can take a little while for that to happen, and that's kind of a test. When you have a negative experience after having a positive energetic experience, the test is, ooh, can she go back to maintaining her positive energy, or is she going to go back to her historical you know, frustrating energy. So think of it that way, that when difficult things happen, that's a test for you to maintain your energy in a positive way. Now, you said that uh, once I heard you say that the universe will test you usually twice. 
Uh, it's about three times, but three? yeah, but, but you have to pass them. Yeah, I blew it the yeah. other day. I believe when I when I spoke my truth in a heated way, I could have maybe done it differently. I can see that, but um. and, you know that's okay because observation is huge. That's fifty percent of the work is to observe one's behavior, even if it takes a while to change it. You know, like you'll have a few more opportunities when you may feel heated again to respond in a different manner. And even if, if the first few times it's still hard and you still respond in a heated way, you'll have other opportunities. But observation is 50% of the work. So that's huge and gigantic. Yes. So do you happen to see that this will start to get better for me? I Am think I... things are starting to get better overall. When mm-hmm. I feel your energy today on the phone, I feel like a 25%, which is interesting. That was the percentage we were talking about with the last phone call. Uh-huh. Um, I, I feel a 20% shift in your energy. You're calmer. You know, you're you feel more relaxed on the other end of the phone, even though your mom's coming home. And, and soon I don't feel the high, intense anxiety that I have felt from you in the past when we've talked on the phone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you're improving. I think it did have a lot to do with me finally speaking up that our pets are litter trained and they're, you know, wonderful and there isn't a problem. Yeah. And then you go back to your joy. Uh-huh. And, and not get worried about what the other person thinks or what they feel. You just go straight back to your joy. Okay. Okay? Well, I sure appreciate it because um, these chronic sinus infections oh, can really I be know. the they, they are very challenging. They are very challenging. And I wish you a complete and full recovery. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Um, I don't know if you're coming to the Seattle Women's Show, are you? Uh, no, I'm actually not going to be in town during that time period, but I hope everyone at the Women's Show has a wonderful time. It's a fabulous experience. Well, it was fun seeing you last year, and I, you. I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you so much. Have a Thank great you. day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, now we are on to Brad, and uh, Brad is calling from Seattle. Hi, Brad. Hi, Marie. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm, I think I'm improving, but it's uh, kind of hard to tell sometimes. Okay. Um, what kind of questions do you have today? Well, I've spent probably about the seven year, about the last seven years as a as a, kind of a metaphysical junkie. I absorb <laughs> it and, and learning, and you know, reading and and meditating and taking classes and courses. And I just I keep falling into the same old anger traps and the and the depression thing. And it just it just doesn't seem to be working. The effort that I put in has not produced results. Okay, so what's the anger trap that you're describing? Um, just anger, angry at finances. Ah. Um, yeah, yeah, angry, angry at money. That was uh-huh. my, with my, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm an angry, angry that I can't, that I can't seem to, uh, to create more wealth. Right. Um, that I can't seem to create lasting wealth. That I can't, uh, you know, I, my, my anger at, at my inability to seem to manifest more than, more than I, than I need. Thirty days late. That seems to be where I'm, where I'm manifesting. Right. Okay. Good. I'm glad that you have been able to take an accurate inventory of what's going on in your life, because when you have such an accurate inventory, when things start to change you're actually able to recognize them. Um, I, I know what you mean to be like a new, age or, a new age or metaphysical junkie. I think I have every self-help book that is written. <laughs> yes, you know. I, I love this station. This is all I listen to. Yeah, it's a great station. I'm glad you yeah. enjoy it. So the great thing, we've been talking about frustration a little bit today. There are good signs about frustration. Frustration also can mean that you're on the right track. And Brad, I think you're absolutely on the right track. I absolutely do. And, and I find it... You know, uh, a very common thing when people blame themselves for everything, you know, like you're mad at yourself that you haven't been able to manifest this or that or whatever's going on. You know, I love that you've been taking accurate inventory of what's going on so that you'll be able to recognize the changes. But you're going to have to be much kinder to yourself. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's the important because you're working hard at it. You're putting energy into it. From what I can see, you, you know, for where your frequency is right now, you are working harder than most people at creating what you want in your life. I'm working diligently. You are. I'm working, I'm working a job and I'm working a business on the side that uh, hopefully will replace my income. I'm dealing with gemstones. I'm oh, a, that would be lovely. That yeah, would be lovely. And, very fun. But uh, it just doesn't. I want to be. That's what I want to be doing. Full time, time, right. So in order to get to the next level of vibration or frequency um, so that you can have more abundance, because it's about abundance and frequency, love, joy, health, all of that are very interrelated. So, But you need to be in a different frequency. And the way to get to this ne- next frequency for you where there's more subatomic particles available, let's say, to feed your checkbook and your bank account and have extra money for vacations and all of that yeah. is going to come from self-appreciation. Self-appreciation. Yeah, so you have to start appreciating yourself every day. Even when you, you know, get your bank statement and the balance is not where you want it to be, you know, instead of berating yourself, can you stop and go, you know, I'm working so hard. I'm so proud of me. And really even transpose a different number over that, the the number that you don't want. Go ahead and transpose the number that you do want, you know, and, and be kind to yourself, not just because of the transposition of the number. Start off being kind to yourself first, appreciating, valuing you, acknowledging how hard you're working, what a great man you are, all of those things. And then go ahead and put a new number on top of that statement that you get from the bank. That's really important is to acknowledge and value someone. Gotcha. Okay. And that will get you to the next step. And you're very close. You're like, I'm very close. You're like days away. <laughs> And days away. You're days away. And so days away mean that it doesn't mean like, okay, tomorrow you get to quit your job, perhaps. No. And, but it means that you're going to start to notice the synchronicities. Words, the, the, the momentum that I'm looking for. Yes. Instead of, instead of uh, I feel like I've been, I've spent the last 10 years trying to hammer my, my way through a concrete wall with a <laughs> hammer and a chisel. Well, and you know, part of, of having what you really want in your life is not about forcing it. It's about surrendering and getting out of the way and allowing <laughs> the universe to bring it to you. Uh, logically and analytically, I understand that statement, but emotionally, right. it just doesn't doesn't register. Well, put down the <laughs> chisel. Put down the chisel, okay. and and repeat, you know, over and over again in your mind. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Okay. I surrender. Along with thinking that you're a wonderful man, and then transposing numbers onto statements and whatnot that you really want to see. Like when I have a credit card and and I want it to be a zero balance. When I get the bill in the mail, I actually, when I open it up, even before I open it, because I already know what the balance is pretty much anyway, I imagine zeros in the box. Okay. Right? And so visualization, self-appreciation, and surrendering are your next homework assignments. Okay. Okay? Got it. All right. And keep me posted. I want to know how you're doing. Okay. Thanks so much. I just love your program. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Now we're going to talk to Jane in Marysville. Hi, Jane. Hi. How are you? Okay, hanging in there. <laughs> I know it sounds like a kind of a hanging in there day today. <laughs> uh-huh. So what can I do for you? I've been having problems with my varicose veins just kind of flared up the last yeah. month or so. Yeah, I, I actually understand that problem. And varicose veins are connected to the first chakra. Do you know much about energy medicine? No, not really. Okay, so there's these beautiful vortexes of light that are multicolored, the colors Mm -hmm. of the primary colors in your body. And the first chakra is literally in the pelvic floor. So they look like ice cream cones without ice cream in it, the pointed ice cream cones. And the point is in your pelvic floor, and then it extends to about mid-thigh. So this gorgeous red cone is 
spinning in that part of your body. And I'm, I'm in that part of the body, but I'm a nurse, so it's okay that I'm there, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> and um, this chakra governs all the blood in your body. It governs circulation, bones, tendons, and ligaments from the hips down to the toes. And so the varicose veins are related to the first chakra. And the emotional component for this chakra is about how you felt growing up, your connection to your parents, your siblings, the homes you lived in, the schools you attended. Did you feel nurtured, loved, and safe? Um, Varicose veins, um, my family has a long history of having this problem. Um, Many people in my family have had their veins stripped, so I I know a lot about um, this issue. So this is about not feeling supported or nurtured by family members, in my opinion, Um, And it's also about needing to learn how to receive, how to take in and be nurtured and cared for. So right now in your life, are you feeling like you're doing a lot? No. No. (laughs) I mean, a lot for I feel like I'm doing a lot, but I don't feel like I'm getting a lot accomplished. (laughs) Okay. So you're working, but things aren't happening. Yeah. Okay. Are you (laughs) taking time to nurture you? No. Okay. So that's what you need to do to help with those varicose veins. Um, is to actually spend time to nurture you. And are you close to family members from your first family, like your parents or grandparents? No. And I'm, I know some of them are on the other side anyway. Right. Yeah, because I can see a fair amount of them standing over there kind of waving, hello, I'm like, hi. <laughs> and, and so do you have children? No. Do you have nieces and nephews or siblings? Yes. Okay, so are you close to any of them? My sister and my niece. Okay, great. So here, here's what I'd love for you to do is let them nurture you, even if it's just a phone call or a card, or ask your niece to call you once a week and say, hey, how you doing? Are you having a good day? You know, so I think that will actually help your veins start to work a little bit better, get the valves in your veins to pull the energy back up to the heart versus pulling in the lower extremities. So that would be one way to do it. And the other is to start nurturing you, because then you'll have the energy to to have the production done in the way that needs to be done to have things resolved, the things that are just not getting done right now. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's about feeling nurtured and secure in one's life by family members and close, you know, close family members. That's what it's about. So do you think you could do those homework assignments that I'm suggesting? Yeah, actually, I made a reservation to go see my niece. Perfect. Great opportunity. That's wonderful. Great. And I would also elevate. (laughs) I think that's helpful. (laughs) You know, talk to those veins, ask them to pump the blood back to your heart. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day and a safe trip. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye-bye. All right. Now we're on to Tanya on Box Island. Is that what it says? Maybe it's supposed to be Fox Island. I'm not sure. So, Tanya... Yes, hello. Hi. Yes, it's Fox Island. Fox, Fox Island. Island. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's beautiful out there. Oh, I love it. I'm sitting outside on the <sighs> back porch right now, and it is absolutely beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, Eric and I wish we were there with you. <laughs> let's move the studio, shall yeah, we? Let's go. Hey, let's go to Fox. You need to, no doubt. You need to just experience this. <sighs> um, my question is, I have a lot of uh, pain in my left shoulder mm-hmm. uh, by the neck mm-hmm. it's like a muscle spasm and mm-hmm. i have been through massage i go to chiropractic um occasionally when it flares up right and i was wondering what the heck is the deal okay no great it's a great question and i hope that our previous listener is going to listen to this because i was going to go into a description of what i'm going to talk about for her too as well but i wanted to get down to our last caller um and so i wasn't able to do that but this works out perfect so the shoulders are about burdens Okay, the left hand side of the body is feminine. So it's about female energy. 
And female energy is meant to be passive. Women are receivers. That, that's why historically women have been more intuitive than men, but men are meant to be intuitive as well. As we balance our energies in equal portions of male and masculine energy, then men also experience high levels of intuition. So you have a burden on your shoulder. But when I look at the muscle mass, I'm looking at your shoulder, your deltoid muscle, and then I'm looking at the muscle that stretches back down across the um, back of the shoulder blade, and it goes straight to the center of your, well, not quite, but on the edge of the heart chakra, so closer to the center of your back. That's where I feel the muscles are being pulled. So passive energy is about receiving, taking in. Men are actually the natural givers. They have more muscle mass. They're better givers than women are. And we kind of took over their job a long time ago, and then we never gave it away. (laughs) And um, we're learning how to also receive and give. And men are learning now to give. And, you know, we're moving into this lovely balance of energy. So you're not good at receiving. Did you know this? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a pretty good yeah inclination that I'm not. I'm always the doer. <laughs> right. In fact, what I was going to say is that, and, and this is kind of a mean word, I apologize, but it's like you're, you are, have a good humor, and so your body wants me to say this word, but you kind of suck at receiving. You know, it's just not your favorite thing to do. So the, the back of the heart chakra in between the shoulder blades is the highest receptivity center in the physical body. And so what you need to do, like right now, you're sitting in that absolutely gorgeous place, breathtaking, lovely sun, and visualize energy moving into your back. Maybe a flock of eagles are flying into your back as a visualization or beautiful you know, warm air or lovely water from that's warmed up, you know, from, from the lake nearby or the, the water nearby. So does that, does that make sense what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I and I'm very, um, I just can't sit still. I'm right. always like, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm about to go back to work, so I'm thinking of this to-do list that I have. It's like a mile long, and so I just keep going, 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 like the little ever-ready bunny. And remember what I said, feminine energy is passive, and the problem that you're having on your shoulder um, is on the female side, so it's about learning to be passive so you can receive, because in order to take in, you have to stop right? It's not an activity. It's not an action item to receive. It's to actually stop. When people are in meditation, they're receiving energy. Their body's being filled up with light. They're gaining wisdom and insight and inner peace. It's a, it's not an activity. It's a, it's a relaxation moment. It's a, a quiet moment. And so I would practice, particularly before you go back to work, this ability to be passive. And because your shoulder's acting up, it could be because of the list that you just made, with a hundred things to do on it. And, and the, the great thing is that you already know how to get things done, Tanya. I mean, you're a pro at it. You're very organized. You're great at lists. Now it's time to try something that's the opposite. And, and what will happen is your shoulder, it will go away. The discomfort will go away, which it has in the past. And when it come, if it comes back, I think it'll be much lighter if you initiate these activities or these non-activities that I'm suggesting. And, and if it comes back, it's a reminder to you, like, okay, I'm doing too much. I'm, I'm not taking a break. I'm not really receiving. Okay. So maybe get into a little meditation or... Yes. And when you take the energy into your back, it will help relax that muscle so that the next time you have a massage or chiropractic work, you may actually feel a release in the tension of that shoulder way before you go in for those things once you start to take muscles, I mean, energy into your back. But if you go in for um, some work, you, they should be able to get in there quicker and relieve the problem much faster because you'll have the energy for it to unravel. Okay. Okay? 
All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much and enjoy the beautiful sunshine on your lovely island. I certainly will. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I once made a joke to a girl from Fox Island that it made sense that she was from Fox Island. <laughs> well, she was a fox. That's right, yeah. You're dating yourself, Eric, and you're much younger than me. <laughs> well, I know. It was a cheesy joke, but I no, followed it's very it up cute. with, see, I was originally from Dork Island. So, you know, it, it paid off in, on that level. That's really cute. Yeah. yeah I, that's what they used to call women um, in, back in the day. That's foxes. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so today we've been talking about energy medicine and the seventh chakra, and we've had some great conversations. We even had one from Scotland, which was very fun. And um, I'm hoping that all of you take energy in through your back because that would be an excellent thing to do. I will be at the residence in, no, not the residence, in the Courtyard Marriott next Wednesday in Redmond teaching a two-hour class. I would love to see your shining faces there. And uh, then on April 9th, we will have Dennis Flaherty here in the radio station who will be talking to us about the economy. I have a sneaky suspicion he's going to say some good things. So that'll be fun. You want to tune in to listen to that. Until then, I wish you an absolutely wonderful afternoon. I hope you're enjoying the sun wherever you are. And until next week, joyful blessings.